The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. And it's Tuesday. I don't know what that means. If it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's a live look at the Tostitos Championship Plaza outside in front of the Ford Center. We're currently right now, it is 23 degrees. Today's high will be 27 degrees. Today's low, 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 low will be 10. Ten. Nobody likes that. Make sure you drip those pipes. Make sure you drip the pipes right there, man. It's going to be uh, a cold week. It's it's indicative of what it feels like around yep. here in Cowboy Nation after a devastating, embarrassing, embarrassing, um, putrid, pathetic. We can keep adding the names <laughs> into this loss that the Cowboys took this past weekend in Wild Card Weekend to. The Green Bay Packers, 48-32, and the 32 was not indicative of what this game is. Uh, Mm -hmm. This segment is brought to you by Wingstop, but Flavor gets his wings. But we are without Shannon. He he took the Ted Cruz approach. He went to Mexico. He took the smart approach now. He did. But that is Kurt. This is Nate. I am Zaddy Holly. In the back is keeping us up is Chris... Beam, together we make hanging with the boys the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel us yes. when we speak. Um, we, we, there are so many layers and not enough time. Mm. I promise you we will not have a time enough time to hit all of the layers in this Where do you even start? debacle of a loss that the Cowboys took this Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Nate... <laughs> Um, we talk a lot, a lot about your 90s Cowboys. And we talk a lot, Kurt, about what the standard is. Mm-hmm. And I even heard Dak Prescott say it after the game. And he talked about a level of standard. And I heard it, and it took me to a nasty place. Mm. Um, because... The standard that has been applied to the Dallas Cowboys has not been one of the 90s. The standard that has been applied to the Cowboys as of late is exactly what you put out on the field on Sunday. So to talk about that championship is the standard, no, it's not. Championship has not been the standard Mm -hmm. around here for a very, very long time. Very long time. And the way that it's looking, that that may continue to be the trend of what the standard is in Cowboy Nation. Now, we'll get into it. We'll break it down on who, who gets to blame and where the finger point. But Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin, all came out this weekend and they all had very choice things that they said about this Cowboys team. And that was very unlike, especially Michael. Especially mm-hmm. Mike, who is 
if not the biggest homer next to the biggest homer that there is in Cowboy Nation. And he had some very choice things to say. And, of course, everyone wants to start with get rid of folks. Mm-hmm. And, sure, where do we start? Where do we start? Do we start with the head coach, Kurt? Is it the head coach? Does does this oh, fall man. does this fall squarely on the shoulders of Mike McCarthy? Does does he require the brunt of the blame in this loss? Well, he has to definitely take blame because at the end of the day, it all all roads lead through him. Mm-hmm. You know, as the head coach, um, I'm still kind of leaning though that I do not want to see him leave. Simply because I'm not ready to rebuild, I guess. Bring in another, another new offense, another coordinator, another system and all that. I mean, he's, he's had success in the regular season here. He's had success in the playoffs in his past. You'd like to think he could figure that out here, but it wouldn't surprise me if he's let go. But I, to me personally, I, I would not like to see him leave. Nate, uh, the, the thing here, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm so sorry for that. Uh, the thing here is you, you can get rid of Coach McCarthy and you, you're going to have to get rid of Dan Quinn. You're going to have to get rid of uh, the offensive coordinator. You're going to have to get rid of everything that coaches put in place mm-hmm. because what you're saying is he cannot prepare these guys for the biggest games on the biggest stages. Even though he's been 12-5 and five for the last three years, and even though he's had them first-round exits, you're saying that this guy way is not the way. We don't have a cowboy culture here like the, the New England once had. So now you're saying we got to bring in a new head coach with a new way of thinking that's going to hold guys uh, uh, to different uh, perspectives. Uh, what I'm trying to say different priorities we're going to reset the priorities so it ain't going to just be coach it's going to be a whole bunch of guys that got to leave and now are you ready to do that you have to ask yourself as a fan base as you know as as players okay we let the coach down. We don't let ourselves down. We let the coach down, too, because we, we put him on a guy that was firmly in place on the hottest of hot seats and the biggest, the star. So now it's a lot goes with losing your head coach because it ain't going to just be your head coach because there ain't no coach in their right mind going for the Jason Garrett we already got the staff in place. Ain't nobody going mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Right. They, they, they want to bring in their guys. So – that that's how I feel about it, and I, you know I didn't give you a, a exact answer, and I'm finna give it to you now. I don't want Mike to leave, I don't mm-hmm. want him to leave. But if you gon' if this is what we gonna keep seeing this here year in and year out in the playoffs, nah, he gotta go then. Hmm. What do you think? I, you know, I think I think Nate's point is valid. I, I think when you talk about firing a coach. You're talking about his staff being fired as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking about whoever you now bring in. That that will be now talking about Dak will be, and we'll get into Dak. Um, this will be his third offensive coordinator or third offense that he's had to kind of figure yes. his way mm-hmm. through. 
um, while they've tried to keep some of the similarities, no, everyone's going to have their own thoughts in their process, their own visions, right? Whether it's Jason mm-hmm. Garrett, um, whether it's uh, Kellen Moore, whether it's um, Mike McCarthy and, and, and Schottenheimer and whoever the next person may be. They're all going to have their different thoughts and philosophies on how things should be done and, and the way that they go about things. And, yeah, I, if you're going to do it, then do it, right? Don't waste time. Like, don't waste time. But I, I think that the entire house has to be cleaned. If, if you're going to go that route, if you're going to go that route, then the entire house has to be clean. It does. Yeah. Now. What I've kind of been in back and forth talks with all day with people is I'm okay with people saying that people have to go. But now you have to have an answer for that, right? There's an availability for that. Mm-hmm. And now there's some names that's been passed around, Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh, which I, those two names I'm not. Dictators. <laughs> Dictators. <laughs> Stop. Not, not you, Jess. No, no, no. I'm I talking know. about the world. Right. <laughs> this team has a hierarchy that believes in a democratic vote and the majority wins unless the 51% owners say I want it like this (laughs) other than that it goes to a vote hardball don't vote Belichick Belichick (laughs) don't vote he go to Steven and say Steven I need for this to happen like this like this and like this Mr. Jones, Stephen Jones, say, well, let me check with Dad. Uh, let me go over here with Will. And Bella said, oh, really? I ain't signed up for this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. And that's a great point. That's a great point. You look at Jim Harbaugh. Yes, he had his time of the league. But when you talk about college football, like when you're that level of a coach, when you're the Jim Harbaugh's, when you're the, 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 the Nick Sabins of yes. the world, like you – are you yeah you had an ad but it's really like listen it's not asking the ad for permission right it's yeah. telling him what i'm going to do right and it's he like, got to figure out how to figure, get it done right. it's yeah. like, uh, this is what we're doing right, right? And, and this is where we're doing this is what i'm thinking and, and we're going to go from there um but then there's on the flip side of that it's the young youth movement and yeah. there's there are coaches like I still put Airbnb in the conversation. I still put uh, I put guys like Ben Johnson, the OC over in Detroit, or the OC down in Houston, Bobby Slowick. Those are some of the young new names mm. that you're hearing, not for the Cowboys job, but just for head coaching vacancies. Vacancies. So yeah. now this is this is what this is what we're talking about coaching now. There is no really no in between in this thing. It's either <laughs> the in between is either you keep you keep Mike. Yes. I do think Dan Quinn finally sees this is his time for the exit. I do. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I think he sees now I'm not going to – like. I, in fact, my fire has probably yeah, come down a little not bit. Not exactly leaving on a right? I'm, I'm not the, I'm not. The, I'm not the hot commodity like I was the past two years. No. Right? There's now some chinks in my armor. So I think I think we'll see the exit of Dan Quinn this offseason mm. for a head coaching job. I do think that. Yeah. Um, but for Mike McCarthy, the middle is Mike McCarthy. That, that is where you stay put where you're at in the middle. Or I'm going to the retread. I'm going to the older coaches like you were talking about in a dictatorship and those guys who have way more established ways that I don't think match the same ways that the, that the Cowboys want to do things. 
or it's now go to the youth movement. And in the youth movement, it's going to be a situation where are these guys truly ready to handle all that comes along with being the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys? Hmm. Where, 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 where are you thinking? Youth? Yeah, where, I'm thinking you, you think? got to go youth. Yeah. I, I'm, thinking, I'm, I'm thinking now it's, it's right if Slowick comes from the, the Shanahan yeah. tree. Right, right, right. Right? So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at that and I'm saying, well, if anything, like the McVay tree, <laughs> right. like, like it was a few years ago, right. I was thinking anything attached to the – to, Shanahan, to the Shanahan huh? tree. You better get that fruit, me. huh? It's a good tree for me. If the fruit fall off, you better. It's a good tree for me. It's, it's, that, that tree is bearing very, very right, profitable right. fruit. Wow. Um, because the way that the game has like, – this is the way that the game is going. Look at look at the offenses that are, that are prospering um, significantly in the National Football today, League today. Yeah. They come from this level of – and this is why – uh, you know, Cam Newton said it. While you while you can have a game manager and be wildly successful, because the play callers give you a schematic advantage every single time that you go out there. I don't know that you get that necessarily with Mike McCarthy. Hmm. I don't know if you get a schematic advantage when you hmm. when you watch Green Bay last week, like the Green Bay again. Lafleur comes from where? The Shanahan tree, hmm. like he's all a part in that Shanahan. When you look, they had a schematic. When you watch, go back and watch that film. They were calling things and they were making the defense move in places like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get this spot right here open because I'm gonna do this. Watch this. Motion goes out. He goes out. Boom. Gilmore stuck on the outside. Touchdown on the post route because there's hmm. nobody there. And so when you have that type of schematic um, approach to your stuff. This is why guys like C.J. Stroud is becoming successful. This is why I like Brock Purdy is becoming successful because these offensive play callers are are good enough with the numbers and the approach and what they do to go, hey, listen, I'm I'm taking all of the thinking out of the football game. Like the days of Peyton Manning having to do all that and Tom Brady having to do all that, yeah. these new – they say, listen, I'm, you don't have to think. Don't think. <laughs> don't think, think it's interception. Don't if you th- yeah. overthink this, it's, it's gonna be wrong. Right. Let's wow. just play fast. I'm going to give you the answers to the test. Yeah. When we get to the line of scrimmage in this formation, this is why the motion has become such an important component in what they do because the motion is going to give you the answers to the test. I thought McCarthy was instituting some of that. Did you watch the game last? Well, Did you I'm watch saying, the game Sunday? In theory, I thought that's what he was bringing. Was but like, we'll get. We'll, but yeah. you know what? You know what? He, that's valid. That's valid. That's valid, Jess. But he, he, he hasn't. He I hasn't. Th- I think he has not as not like the mad professor in Miami or the mad professor that just left here. You're right. Not to that degree. But he tried. But somebody wasn't connecting. So, I mean, I ain't, ain't going to jump the gun. I'm going to no, let you lead no, this. No, yeah. no. Let's do this. I'm That's a great jump. point. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. Let's dive more into that. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll dive more into that. Yeah. Does Mike McCarthy need another year to put the, the, the next component into this offense right. in play? Or did what we saw is what we're going to get. There is no there's no no more hanging out in the garage putting stuff together. So right. we'll we'll talk about that more. We'll get more into the players who are at blame and where the Cowboys will go forward with this. Stay right here with us. This is hanging with the boys. Hanging. 
Fall is here, and that means football is back, bringing all the delicious game day foods with it. As you prep for all the big games, tailgates, and watch parties, let Yokiero be your one-stop destination for all things home gating. Yokiero's fresh, flavorful, ready-to-serve guacamole made with real Hass avocados will score taste bud touchdowns as you cheer on the Cowboys. Yokiero's wide range of mouth-watering and versatile products can be found in your local grocery store's produce or deli section. Grab some today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't-been-here-in-years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection. And sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop Ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back to Hanging with the Boys, where we continue to break down the state of the Cowboys after taking a devastating loss, the worst loss in Cowboys playoff history. 32 to 48, the Cowboys losing the wildcard round to the Green Bay Packers, and it was one of those you know, games Packers where... Packers now have more playoff wins at the AT&T Stadium than the Cowboys do. Golly. <laughs> Sorry. I think they said they said the, the Cowboys in the new format of the playoff, the way it's set up, it's the it's the only team, only seven seed to beat, yeah. to, only two seed to lose to a 17 in the new construction of the way the playoff go. I mean, it was a bunch of firsts that happened. When, when we talking about something... Yeah, we're going to get back to that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get back to that. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm gee, don't take him down Sorry. these rabbit holes. You know Jess, man. I'm going to get back to this. Come on, We were talking about um, the play call, right? And, yes. and we were talking about the, the giving your team a schematic advantage um, in the game. And it felt like when you, when you watch this game that... Uh, what Green Bay was doing, both offensively and defensively, seemed as if that they had the answers to the Cowboys' tests. Yeah, and it seems like Cowboys-wise, offensively and defensively, that they never 
found themselves. They never found no. the test. They didn't have the right Scantron. They didn't have a number two pencil. They didn't do anything in the right direction. Yeah. That's what and, jumped out to me. It was like they weren't. They just weren't ready. Like the players weren't ready for the fight. They got punched in the mouth right at the beginning and didn't know what to do. And then the the coaches were just like Quinn had no answer. And you know, beginning on McCarthy. I mean, how does that happen going into a game like this? How do you? The, the, and, and this is this is what hurts when you when you realize how you are built, and it and it don't come close to what you, you know, the big picture of what you put put in place all year. And what I mean by that is, uh, you are a team that is built to score first. Yes. And if you don't score first, I said it yesterday. I said, I said it a couple of days ago. We have to score on Green Bay first, and we have to keep scoring. Because what I saw on film of Green Bay offense, I liked, and that's why the first time I ever picked the score like twenty twenty one because I knew they was gonna get some points. What bothers me is the fact that we have not learned as a team. And as individual players to overcome major adversity. When we that when they got seven, our next drive, we went seven plays. The punt, guess who? Kicker interference. Instead of them starting on the nine and giving your defense some hope, jump straight to the 24, and this march begins again. Yeah. Then we come back the next possession, it's a pick six. Mm-hmm. So now our defense sitting over there, and I fear this leader sitting over there like, they can either run the ball or they can even pass the ball. <laughs> took him out of the game. Not only took him out of the game, but took everybody else out of the game. Now you have corners that like to jump things or take chances. Now they scared to death. They moving back. Yeah. So, but back to your deal, you don't think that Coach McCarthy – if Dak would have been hot enough at the beginning of the game, connected with CD, could have got into that rhythm? Because I don't think he got a rhythm. That's my thoughts. Yeah. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? right? Yeah, right. of course. If he gets hot, right, we've seen it all year long. Right. I mean, Dak was will we'll probably finish the year second in MVP voting, right? right. right? Um, goes to, I believe this is his first All-Pro selection in his eight-year career. Right. Right. So if he and CD, who also – an all-pro selection for the first time in his career. Yeah, if they connect early on and get mm-hmm, hot, mm-hmm. sure. I, like we've seen them go back and forth with with with, with anybody. Right. Um, but it's in, and we talked about this last week. Uh, it's in these moments that when you're in the playoffs, the things that you are not good at, your weaknesses get magnified. Mm. And you know, I, to give Cam Newton credit. Right, he talked about quarterbacks that are game managers and quarterbacks that are, are game changers, and you know, this kind of almost proved the point about Dak being able to be a game changer, because you would want your guy. This is this is who you look for. Right, right, when, right. when when the ship gets rocky and the storms right. are going, yeah. cr- you look to the captain. Yeah. You're saying, Captain, what are we going to do? How are you going to calm the storm? And if your captain doesn't have answers, now all hell breaks loose. And so you were looking at some point in time for Dak to find a completion. 
and this is this is where I go back to the, the this is this is my debate that I've had back and forth with myself about the McCarthy Dak situation, because it's he's looking at McCarthy, McCarthy's looking at him, and everybody looking at both of them like, yo, <laughs> hey, yeah. somebody do something, right? And you look for your best players to have one of those legacy moments. You look for Dak to kind of, okay, guys, cool, calm down. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a methodically take this thing. But even the play call on the pick six, to me, that was Mike getting tight. Hmm. That offense didn't look like how it looked at home for the last 16 mm-hmm. games at home. It didn't look that way. And, 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 and credit to, to Green Bay, they saw that set and goes, well, when I watched on film and they lined up like this, they never threw it to the other guys. They always threw it to 88. Yeah. <laughs> so they that's where I'm going to jump to. If they beat me anywhere else, I'll go, all right, tip my cap to you. We'll, we'll play another down. But I'm going I'm to take my chances with the guy, especially when things aren't going right. You're going to try to, you're going to try to force feed your guy. Yeah. Um, and so that, that, that's the part that, you know, I've battled with. Hmm. I've battled with that part. There was no answers. There was no answers to stop the bleeding. They just kept bleeding. And on, on both sides of the football. And, and and that's when we can transition to the other side for, for Dan Quinn. He had no answer. No. Dan Quinn, the record came out that Dan Quinn is 0-6 against uh, the guys who used to be on this staff. His, his offensive coaching staff in 2016 was Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, and Mike McDaniels. Mm-hmm. They were all on his staff in 2016 in Atlanta. He's 0-6 against those guys. Yeah. Now, I, don't, I know they say sometimes keep your friends close <laughs> and your enemies closer. I guess it's keep your friends close and your yeah. former coworkers yeah. closer because yeah. they could they could really do a number on you. And, mm-hmm. and Dan Quinn, this we we have praised Dan Quinn. We've praised him. We've lifted him and elevated him into this to this great heights. He gets paid a ton of money. He's for the last two years he's done a great job. And and for from whatever reason, he didn't have an answer. No, well, I don't think he. Like Nate kind of mentioned earlier, the big picture of that defense just wasn't going to work in that game. No. I, mean, the town, I mean, they just got beat, run over, you know. There's, what was it, like six defensive backs on the field? 48% of the field. Yeah, with, with two tight end sets and all that. Just, they just can't match up. But there were three or four plays, Kurt, where receivers were like the op- – it's one, it's one thing to – this is wide open in the National Football League. Like if you're a receiver, tight end, running back, and you're running this – if if I had this much on a step on a guy, I'm wide open. Yeah. There are four or five. There were four at least four plays <laughs> Ten in this yards game. Yards away. Yeah. Where there wasn't <laughs> 10, 15, 20 <laughs> yards near the receiver for the Packers. Yeah. Like that, it's 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 okay to happen once, but when you happen that many times, that tells me that they had they had your number all game. Yeah, explain that part of it to me because we kept hearing the announcers saying, well, they usually play man, they're playing zone. And that was one of the reasons for the breakdowns, like the big play to the tight end, the Bell and Wilson both, they didn't pass one, you know, the guy off. I mean, is that, was that a legitimate thing? Well, let me, let me say something about zone. And I'm talking about, maybe the zones have changed since I played mm-hmm. eons ago. But every zone that I see, they back up and don't let nobody get behind them. <laughs> These four plays, just talking about yeah. nobody was behind them, in front of them, or around them. So what zone were they playing? A lot of these times, they were in man. The thing that hurts is 
we've sat, uh, we've sat there all game, all year long, saying eventually it's going to get us. The ability to run and mix in the pass when they want to, they did it. Now, I want to say this right here. Is it a good thing to have six receivers with over 600 yards, or is it a bad thing? Because you don't know who's going to have that day. All of these guys can run routes. They All of them seem to be pretty big, and they all are connected to their quarterback. Mm. And it showed up, fellas. It well, showed up. All right, we'll take our last break of the show, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the Cowboys quarterback. What should they do with Dak Prescott? He is – uh, a guy who has one year left on his deal pretty much. He has a huge cap hit next huge. year. Um, and do you have some conversations are saying, blow it up. Get what you can get for him. Some saying, this is what you got to go with in the future. Build around him. And I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the quarterback <laughs> and the other pieces on the Cowboy football team when we come back. Uh, this is Hanging with the Boys. Stay right here with us. We'll be right back. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection, and sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. SeatGeek has your back, no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they make just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't-been-here-in-years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. James right here, your 2022 Dallas Cowboys fan of the year. You know how much I love my Cowboys, and I am thrilled to be talking to you about the 2023 Fan of the Year Award presented by Captain Morgan. We're looking for the ultimate Cowboys fan to spice up the game. That means you eat, sleep, and breathe the Dallas Cowboys. If that's you, or if you know someone like me, then go to DallasCowboys.com slash Fan of the Year, and you could win tickets to Super Bowl 58 and so much more. Enter today. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back to Hanging with the Boys. We are without Shannon. He is in Mexico. He had better plans than we had, and we should have mm. planned like him. Oh, no. That's what cold is going to be here in DFW. It is cold outside, and it is cold inside of the star. Uh, with coaches and players have they've concluded their exit interviews by now, right? Yeah, the Jordan so. gone. Yeah, the players the Jordan, are out. Yeah, the players are gone. The, yeah. the players are gone, and 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 and. And now we are on to 
The off season. The off season's here. Um, Who'd have thought it'd be this early? Who'd have thought it? Who'd have thought it? Um, the off season where the conversations and the speculations begin to swirl. Um, this Cowboys team has a couple of players um, that are due for contracts. Michael Parsons is up, um, is eligible for a contract, and I, I assume that he wants to be the highest played defensive player in NFL history. CeeDee Lamb is eligible for a contract. I'm going to assume that he is going to want to get paid like an all-pro, number one wide receiver, elite receiver in this league, and the going rate for that, $30 million a year. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then you have your quarterback. And then you have Dak Prescott, who has – uh, who's on the books next year for 59 and some change million dollars, let's say $60 million. 60, yeah, yeah. Uh, huge cap hit. This is the part of the game where money gets moved down the line. He has to mm-hmm. fake two years left on really on a deal, but there's no money in those deals. It's it's this this right here. And so you, you have a couple things that you can kind of do with this money. You can, you, can, you can let him play at this price tag and say, all right, $60 million next year. That's a lot of money on the yeah. books, and it limits what you can do as far as building and bringing in other pieces. You can uh, post June 1 it and now have to eat $30 million of it will be, mm-hmm. will be the cap hit on it. Or, which most people think, which I think the Cowboys will probably do, is uh, they'll extend them. Yeah. And they'll take that money, they'll put it back in the pot, They'll add some years to it, and they'll add some more money to it, and it'll come out, and it'll sound something like five years, two hundred and seventy million. I don't know what the number is, two hundred fifty plus over the next couple of years, which will bring that cap number down, which will then allow you to pay other players and continue to keep this thing pushing forward. My question to you, and the question that many of Cowboy Nation have, is of the three options. Do you say we play this thing out one more year, we pay the money, we take the hit, and we move on from Dak Prescott? Or at some point in time throughout that year, you try to trade him? Well, that's difficult as well because he has no trade clause in his contract. Mm -hmm. It's going to be very difficult to do that. Um, Or do you cut him, take the hit, and you just say, hey, Trey Lance will be the gap year quarterback that we'll use and we'll figure this thing out now. Like, where where do you – where do you, I want, Kurt? Where do you want to go, Nate? Where do you want to go? We'll start with you, Kurt, hmm. first. When it comes to Dak Prescott, where do you want to go and why? Well, I think their hands are no, tied. No. Where do you? Where do I want to go? Want to go? Um, I want the, I want the extension. I think the way that contract is built, they don't have much other choice unless they're willing to just blow it up and start over because a sixty million dollar cap hit, you're left, like you said, you're left with Trey Lance and. Who knows what else? Even if Trey Lance is your quarterback, you still can't bring much else in because your your cap's a mess. Mm-hmm. So unless the and I don't I don't think they're that. I mean they're right on the edge of twelve win seasons in the last three years. You know it's just I well, hate for them to just blow it up. But but we we've come to this place in the playoffs every single year. We know that the regular season success is there. It's been there. It's always yeah. been there. But the but the hurdle is the playoffs, right? right. And if we're so, keeping the coaches and we're keeping the quarterback, how do we get a different result? Yeah, I mean that's maybe it's the players around him. I mean more okay. physical, more that kind of thing. Maybe it's the 
you know, your defensive coordinator, no, although he's pretty physical as it is with Quinn. I don't know how you fix that. I'm not a coach. Yeah. Wish I was. Actually, I don't wish I was. <laughs> the, the question is, <laughs> but, Jesse, just so hard. Yeah, I mean, I don't to, know how you work around it. To come with a decision, you know. Well, there has to be a decision. Yeah, oh, there, yeah, will, yeah, there, yeah, there has yeah, to yeah, be. Yeah, there has been. And I, I agree that. But this is one time, man, I'm out of agree with Kurt. I, this is my pay grade, bro. Maybe you can <laughs> come up with a be- better answer because if you get rid of Dak, okay, now you got to – Trey Lance ain't even on my radar. Mm-hmm. But if, he'd, if, he'd have to be if you get rid of Dak. Yeah, you, yeah. But, but but you can't get rid of him this year because of the $61 million yeah, yeah. cap. Yeah, so that, that, so that ain't going. His, so currently his contract right now is 23.47% of the Cowboys' salary cap. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. So my thing is, is all of his guaranteed money being paid? What what out of that $61 million next year is he actually going to get paid? Is it 20 or 30 what All of it? it. Yeah, all of it. All of it always pushed on to one year? That's uh, everything is. Is it pushed? It's just pushed. Yeah, yeah. like he's twenty nine million base, thirteen million from his signing bonus, five million for a roster bonus, twelve million for a restructuring. It all adds up to the sixty million. You have year. no other choice. You just answered it. You have mm-hmm. no, you have to extend him. You have no other choice. Yeah. You are trapped. Yeah. So you have to extend him. That's whether I want him here or not. My my answer to this is, that uh, cannot. Uh, be a part of the losing equation. Uh, that's just the bottom line. Last year, the interceptions. The year before, the interception. This year here, 14 points. Dak has to find a way to not be a part of the losing equation when we go into the playoffs. When, 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 when I, as a fan, not as an ex-player, but as a fan, look up and say, what need to be fixed? I can't say head coach, quarterback. That means you got to blow the whole thing up. Right. You want to probably say head coach, get rid of the head coach, uh, fix the offensive line, uh, fix the defensive line. But you don't want to say head coach, quarterback. That's the team, bro. Yeah, you That is the team. You can't fix anything else if you're getting rid of yeah. Dak. I mean, yeah, you can. Maybe if you have him and restructure him, you can improve the running game or you know improve the defense, something like that, improve the offensive line. But if you, if you get rid of him, you can't well, do anything. Well, some will say – how much more improvement do you want to do? Because they'll say nine All Pros this year. <laughs> they'll mm-hmm. say fifteen Pro Bowlers. How many Pro Bowlers they had to go uh, this year? I can't remember when. Yeah, it well, was a lot. A lot yeah. of Pro Bowlers this year, right? And they're saying, what? What? Well, what more can you give him? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like because no matter what you give him, at the end of the day, he has been part of, part of not all, but he's been a part of. And if we give him the thing about quarterback and coach is this. If you give the quarterback all the credit when you're winning, then he has to take some, all the credit when you lose. That's right. Right? That's right. Mm-hmm. So the thing that's been the common denominator or, 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 or the mainstay in a lot of these playoff losses has been Dak on the center. Yeah. So, and this is this is not coming off year two or three. <clears throat> this is coming off – this is coming off your worst playoff performance in year eight. Yeah, he is what he is. Like, what are there changes that are going to come from him? And this is this is kind of that, you know, cat and mouse situation because you're saying, well, if he's going to be who he is, then, then I need someone that's going to be able to help elevate him to a different level schematically. Mm-hmm. Right? 
And and if if you're saying that that's what's going to be, then then Mike didn't do that this year, not in the postseason. In the regular season, he's played the regular season. He's had the best year, and he's had in his career. Yeah. But we're talking about the postseason. We said that in August. That at least I did. We're I don't care about regular season. What are you going to do when you get in the post? Because many of us, we thought what. Well, you thought Super Bowl. Well, wait, I, I thought, thought I said, hey, I thought, hey, NFC Championship I thought game. you know, mm-hmm. this thing ends when we get the when we when we had to face the Niners. But then you go and you 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 have this letdown against a team that's the youngest football team in with the, the least league. amount of experience. With the least amount of playoff experience. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's that's and and so and what and what Green Bay gives you, Green Bay gives you almost, almost, not exactly, but what Green Bay gives you is almost an outlook on what it could be. Yeah. Because I know that Jordan Love set for three years, and that's and that's an anomaly in today's football. Mm-hmm. But what Green Bay gave you was an opportunity to say, Hey, if we give all, if we if we just bring all these young guys in, because all their guys were either fir- rookies. Or second-year guys, right? Yeah. Trey Lance, Trey Lance, excuse me. Jordan Love's first year as a starter, and so they took their lumps earlier in the season, mm-hmm. and they would they were figuring it out. Those young kids was figuring it out. We're gonna just keep figuring it out. It, it ain't pretty. It, it ain't it ain't cute. But we're gonna just keep figuring it out. And the and and, the, and I know you know Nate. The more reps and anything that you do, the more yes. reps that you do, the better that you get. The more comfortable that you get, and, and eventually. You know, you begin to pick up on it, and things begin to work like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. So Green Bay kind of gave you a, a glimpse at what it would look like. Now, I don't know when you hear Jerry Jones say, "I don't have a long time for I, I don't have a long time for a bad time." What he said, "I don't I don't have much time for a bad time." Whatever yeah. the saying that he says, is he willing to go through those lumpy years where you're going to have to not you know in, in Green Bay? They, and some people say, you know, about Tampa. Like, Tampa was in a division where somebody had to come out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody had to come out of that division. They just so happened to do it, and they, and they took on a team that's imploding in the Philadelphia Eagles. So, but, but, but the Cowboys can say, well, if we just blow it up and start fresh again. And I, I don't think that's where – and that's, and that's mm-hmm. where it comes into place where um, – and that sometimes is where that, that – that, that ability to say that your general manager is your owner, right? Because the timing and that are both the same. Because if it was a different general manager, you go, well, I got all the time in the world. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be around. Mm-hmm. But Jerry goes, I don't have, I don't have time for a rebuild. I don't have time for a rebuild, and I think that's why the DAC will get the extension. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that, um. I think he will get the extension. I think Dak is a good player. I think Dak's a really good player in this league. Yeah. I watch I watch football week in and week out, and I see what teams who do not have quarterbacks look like. Yeah, um, and it's tough. It's a lot of football teams out there. Um, Maybe that's something we can talk about next time we meet. Is like just the you got Dak, you got Mike in there. Is it a culture? Can you still change? Does there need to be a culture change? Is it, can you change that culture so you can help Dak? That kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, and here's why it's going to be difficult. Because like your owner and general manager are one, your head coach and your offensive coordinator are one. Hmm. That culture lies within him. And <clears throat> if 
and if you get to a point where you're saying, Mike, we're gonna bring in, a, we're gonna get, you're gonna be the walk around head coach, and we're gonna bring in one of these other young guys and allow him to restructure the kind of the offer, then get rid of Mike. Just, did just get that, rid of, just get, just get rid of him. Just, just get rid of him as a whole, right? Like, and that's the, that's the, that's the thing that lies in between that, that head coach, offensive coordinator, or head coach, and mm-hmm. defensive coordinator title, right? That's, that's what happened in New England, mm-hmm. right? Bill Belichick was so much of everything that. There was nothing to separate him from that. There was nothing else to bring in that culture change because he was the GM, the head coach, the defensive pseudo defensive coordinator. So everything was tied to him. And to separate him from that means you had to bring somebody else in here, which wouldn't work. So you, in order to change the culture, you have to do a complete overhaul of everything in there. Thank you. Yeah, makes sense. That's what Thank makes you. it very difficult. So the Cowboys in a they're in a very unique situation. And, and what makes it very difficult is that they're they're never going to be bad enough um, to find themselves with the opportunity to draft in the top five, yeah. where where your franchise level quarterbacks are. And the Cowboys for the last twenty years have have skated by on the draw the luck the luck of the draw. You had mm-hmm. your franchise quarterback for ten plus years in Tony Romo, who's an undrafted free agent. And your franchise quarterback for the presumably future, which is already eight years finished, he'll get some more years, which yeah. will be another 10-plus years, um, was a fourth-round pick. And that's what you've hitched your wagon to for the t- last two decades. And I think this is what it is going forward until you're able to do a complete culture change. This, people just understand. I mean, great stuff, Jess. Great stuff, Kurt. Uh, just understand. Dak is here because I ain't saying his plan is what kept him here in the playoffs. His regular season play has been phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, playoffs has been very shaky, but the only thing you can hit your wagon to, like Jess was saying real nicely, is if y'all want Coach McCarthy gone, this whole thing finna be shaken up. Now, a coach can tell you during an interview, like, yeah. I love everything Coach McCarthy done, and we're gonna take what he does best, and we're gonna keep it. That ain't that that that, that right there is the biggest lie I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. You know, it, it, because now you're asking the coach to come in and take second fiddle for two or three years, not be himself, uh, not do the things that he feels is best to to advance his team that you gave him. So uh, if Coach McCarthy leave, I think Dan should leave. Uh, Dan probably already uh, yeah, in a better position than Coach McCarthy is because he's got people dating him, uh, you know, trying to give him a first promise <laughs> ring or something. But, wow. That means your assistant's going to be shaking up. You know, does Al Harris want to stay? Does Joe Witt Jr. want to stay? You know, if you change your head coaches. A lot of this is predicated on if McCarthy stays. Not not with Dan Quinn, but these assistants. And I'll also mm. say this, and I know that sometimes coaching, mm. we'll have to get at it, but sometimes coaching, you'll say, you know, hey, coach, you know, you have to fit the players that we have into your system. But you have guys on this roster that when you change the culture, yes. whoever else that yeah. you bring in here, you may have saw this guy for this, but the new guy may – I'll give you an example. A guy like Wanye Thomas, who a lot of people are saying, man, I can't wait for next year to see Wanye Thomas come in here and have his opportunity. Well, look, Wanye Thomas is a part of Dan Quinn's plan. Yeah. It's a part of Dan Quinn development. If a kid like Wanye Thomas is here on this roster next year, 
and a new defensive coordinator comes in, and there's no Al Harris, and there's no Jewel with Junior, and there's no other coaches, and there's no you know Dirt, and whoever the coaches are. Wanye's looked at differently. Right. Not only young Wanye, but Clark, Clark and Bell. Bell. Like yeah. all of these guys are now looked at differently. Yeah. Right? Yes. Because Dana Quinn had a vision and it was building it to a certain type of crescendo. When a new guy comes in, he goes, goes, In fact, you're too tall for what I like. Dan yeah. wasn't tall with long yeah. arms. He goes, Ah, I like mine short and quick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so those well, guys. Good stuff. Offensively, the same thing. Yeah. The, the guy that you're trying to build up, Mike McCarthy sees a vision in the guys that he's brought in and saying, we're going to do X, Y, and these with these guys. When the new guys come in, he look at that guy and go, I don't see what they saw in you. Yeah. You're not my guy. I was over here. I was over there. And so we'll do this. So, all right, man. Uh, that's our show for today. And that's our show yeah. for the week. Wednesday. Uh, we will be back here next Wednesday. We're back to, you know, the boss man upstairs. We're in the off-season schedule. The boss man said upstairs, and we're not finishing out this week. Uh, we'll be back to doing Draft one show, show tomorrow. Week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. We'll be back to doing one show per week. So we will be the hanging with the boys. Put it in your put it in your your your, your calendar, your your memory. Put it in your notifications. Hanging with the boys Wednesdays, ten a.m. Ten a.m. Wednesdays, ten a.m. Hanging with the boys. All right. Yep. Yes, sir. Good to see you, fellas. See Shannon, you. have a mo- mojito for all of us. Yeah, Forget you, Shannon. Yeah. You you for ran out on us, man. Come on, come on, come on in. Have come a mojito in, for all of us, man. We we, we man, are, this dude always try. He always <laughs> trying to be a part of our show. Come on in, man. Come on in, brother. Yeah, we <laughs> love man. you, man. We, we up out of here, man. Thank you guys for joining us, man. This is hanging with the boys. We out. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?